This is Brain Diet, episode number 60. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hi, people. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking about overwhelm. A sweet, dear friend of mine texted me a couple of weeks ago and asked if I have any episodes on this topic on the podcast. And I don't really. I don't have any episodes specifically dedicated to the topic of overwhelm. And so I am really excited to be talking to you about that topic today to get into all of the details about overwhelm, I think it's something that most of us tend to experience regularly. It's something that I coach on often. Clients will bring their lives to me and be in a state of overwhelm, and we are able to work through it through coaching. And so I wanted to give you some information today that I hope will help if you fall into the category of feeling overwhelmed regularly. And if you don't feel overwhelmed, then you can just skip this episode. That's totally fine too. So I find that clients will come to me and they will want me to simply solve all of the outside problems. They want me to finish their to-do list. They want me to get all the laundry done, to clean the house, to do the tasks at their job, to organize all their emails. I mean, they don't realistically want me to do them, but that's what they feel overwhelmed by. And they think if you could just take all of those things away, then I wouldn't feel overwhelmed. And what I usually offer them is thinking that your life is what's overwhelming you, puts you into a victim position to your life. Thinking that your life is the reason that you feel overwhelmed makes you a victim in your mind. And that's not what I want for you. I don't want you to feel like a victim. I want you to feel empowered and to feel in charge. And so that's why I think that learning to navigate overwhelm can be really useful to switch from feeling like a victim into feeling like you are in charge of your life. It's really powerful. So that's what I want to teach you a little bit about today. Overwhelm tends to be really sneaky in this way that it makes us think we're just a victim to our lives. It pretends to be caused by all of the things that I mentioned. Overwhelm pretends to be caused by the number of emails in our inbox, the tasks on our to-do lists. It pretends to be caused by the state of our houses or the responsibilities at our jobs or the responsibilities at home with our kids. We think that all of those things are what cause overwhelm. So then it's really sneaky in this way because it blames everything outside of us, and it pretends to be necessary. Overwhelm has this sneaky way of making us think that it is necessary. And not only is it necessary, but our brain makes it think that it's useful to feel overwhelmed. We think somehow that overwhelm serves a purpose. And what I want to offer you today is that overwhelm has no usefulness whatsoever. Overwhelm does not help us in any way. Even though overwhelm isn't necessarily comfortable for us, because we get so good at feeling it, it feels familiar to us. We feel it so often that it becomes familiar, and our brains really like the familiar. They like familiar because it seems safe. Even if the emotion is uncomfortable, 
our brain's like, oh, no, we know this. This is familiar. This is this is home territory to feel overwhelmed. And so that's why our brain, when it starts to get used to it, it then goes to it so much more by default. Overwhelm is what I like to call an indulgent emotion. An indulgent emotion is an emotion that you dive into more often than you'd like, and it doesn't give you a result that you want. You know you're indulging in an emotion because there's no traction, there's no growth, there's no movement, there's no change. Indulgent is where we just stay stuck. Those indulgent emotions keep us where we are. So if you think of overwhelm, I mean, what do you do when you're feeling overwhelmed? Usually nothing. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're like, I'm going to throw in the towel. I don't want to do anything because I feel so overwhelmed. So of course, if we don't do anything, we aren't going to create any traction or movement or change. So that's why we call it an indulgent emotion. Overwhelm is often accompanied by confusion. Confusion is another indulgent emotion that prevents us from taking action to create change or to create traction or movement. So oftentimes we will indulge in confusion around our lives. No matter what the task, our brain will very quickly go to, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the answer is. And our brains become so good at the I don't know story. And our job is to teach them. The idea of I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the answer is. That is a fabricated story of our brain. And it's not necessarily the truth. In fact, it's a completely optional way of thinking. But until we can recognize that, we won't be able to break out of it. We won't be able to move past these indulgent emotions. So that's why I want to teach you how to teach your brain to navigate overwhelm. I always think of different projects we've done in our house where every time before we've started, it's come from a place of, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. We just finished redoing our bathroom ceiling. We had mold in our bathroom ceiling and we knew we had to replace it. And of course, when we started to talk about what to do and how to go about replacing the ceiling, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to replace a bathroom ceiling. I don't even know where to start. Am I just supposed to like punch a hole in it to break it open and then rip it out with my bare hands? I don't know. I don't know. And of course, I recognize that. I'm like, okay, there's that story of I don't know. And it's not true. I called it out and we were like, okay, what if we started this way? And what if we called this person? And we know this person that's done it before. Why don't we ask them? And what if we tried to go to Home Depot? And we started to come up with solutions the second we asked ourselves, well, what would we do? What would we do if we knew what to do? What would I do if I knew what to do? Ask yourself that question and notice what comes up. It's really powerful to ask that question because it immediately puts us into action as opposed to staying stuck. Overwhelm is never caused by what is going on in your life. Overwhelm is always caused by our thinking. Just in the context of the bathroom ceiling example, I started to slip into overwhelm because of the way I was thinking about it. It's too big of a project. I don't think we can do it. It's going to be so much work. But the second I started to switch the way I was thinking about this bathroom ceiling, I didn't feel overwhelmed anymore. I chose to think a different way about this bathroom project that then facilitated my way around overwhelm to avoid that emotion because I knew that feeling overwhelmed would not create the result that I wanted of a new bathroom ceiling. Overwhelm is always optional. 
thinking is optional, my friends. The thoughts that we have that create the emotions that we feel are always within our control to change. So if you feel overwhelmed, recognize that you are in charge. You are not a victim to your life. Overwhelm has everything to do with just the chatter, the noise that's going on in our brain, and chatter and noise can be managed. Isn't that the best news? I find that sometimes when I coach clients on overwhelm and I tell them that they are the ones creating it, their initial response is to feel ashamed, to feel mad at themselves for creating this overwhelm or to feel frustrated that they're the ones creating it and still feel like they can't change it. And I want you to really be aware if that comes up for you. If you start to feel shame when I tell you that you are the one causing overwhelm, that's not what I intend for you. What I want is to give you the most amazing news. Because if overwhelm really was caused by our lives, we would have no power. It would be like, well, I guess we're just stuck with what we've got. We've just got to feel overwhelm all the time. But because overwhelm is actually caused by our thinking, that means that we aren't victims to our lives. We aren't victims to our jobs. All we have to do is just change the way we think about them. It's the most amazing, amazing tool. And it is life-changing. So don't let that shame sneak in and make you think that something has gone wrong because you're creating the overwhelm. It's the best news I have for you, that you are the one creating it. Overwhelm is not caused by our life. It's simply caused by the way we think about our life and the way that we think about the tasks we have on our list. Like I said, I coach on overwhelm often. And so this got me thinking, why? Why do we experience so much overwhelm in this day and age? And so I started to do some exploration on it. And I found this quote that I just loved. And I wanted to share it because I felt like it articulated what was in my head so much better than I could ever say. So this is a quote by Jen Hatmaker. Now, Jen is specifically talking to women in this context, but I think what she says in this quote is so powerfully applicable to all of us. So if you are not a woman, then just insert yourself in here in whatever manner. And I assure you, it can be helpful if you allow it to be. So what Jen says is, here is part of the problem, girls. We've been sold a bill of goods Back in the day, women didn't run themselves ragged trying to achieve some impressively developed life in eight different categories. No one constructed fairy tale childhoods for their spawn, developed an innate set of personal talents, fostered a stimulating and world-changing career, created stunning homes and yardscapes, provided homemade food for every meal, locally sourced, of course, kept all marriage fires burning, sustained meaningful relationships in various environments, carved out plenty of time for self-care, served neighbors, the church, the world, and maintained a fulfilling, active relationship with Jesus, our Lord and Savior. You can't balance that job description. Listen to me. No one can pull this off. No one is pulling it off. The women who seem to ride this unicorn only display the best parts of their stories. Trust me, no one can fragment her time and attention into this many segments. I love what Jen says here because she describes so beautifully how our existence in this day and age has such infinite options of things to consume and expectations we put on ourselves. Overwhelm is so much more common now because we have so many options all the time of what to think about. Everything outside of us is just a circumstance, right? But because we have social media, we have a 24-hour news cycle, we have access to every person in the world at any time if we wanted to because of technology, we have more circumstances 
to have thoughts about than I think people in the past did. So because of that, our brain is trying to think thoughts about all of these different circumstances all at once. So our overwhelm is caused by our thoughts, but the increase of it is because of the number of options of things we have to think about. We have so many options of things to think about at all times, so many different areas of our lives that we are putting pressure on ourselves, and our brains are not equipped to handle all of these many options. If you think about Netflix and how many options there are compared to years ago when they had five channels, no wonder our brain is overwhelmed. And again, it's not coming from the Netflix itself. Netflix is just giving us all of the opportunities, and then our brain is trying to think thoughts about all of those different opportunities. We have so many different shows, and our brain's like, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? What about this one? How do I decide? How do I decide? How do I decide? And then it freaks out and gives up. (laughs) Compared to five channels, you're like, well, I've got five choices. What is it that I want to choose today? And so our brain wasn't constantly bombarded with options of things to think about. So what happens is we might be looking at the inbox on our email and we might see a lot of emails, whatever that means to you. So we feel overwhelmed and so we don't take any action because we're like, I'm gonna throw in the towel. I can't do any of it. I don't know how to do it. I can't handle it, right? We have this dialogue, this chatter that makes us feel overwhelmed. So then it creates more overwhelm because we end up hiding with the first overwhelm and then our options, our emails in our inbox build up So then our brain tries to think more thoughts about more emails and then our brain gets more overwhelmed. That is why mental management is so important because overwhelm creates more overwhelm, creates more overwhelm. I also believe that overwhelm is also caused by our brain wanting to look at the whole. When I coach people on goal setting or something like weight loss, they tend to look at the entire journey all at once. And they think about all of the components of the journey all at once. And when you're thinking all of those thoughts, no wonder you feel overwhelmed. I think of someone that wanted to run a marathon. If you were someone that wanted to run a marathon and you thought about all of the miles you would have to run in preparation for it, and you thought about all of the things you'd have to do and all of the days that you'd have to get up early and run and all the days you'd have to train and all of the time you'd have to put in, then all of those thoughts would likely create overwhelm. Whereas if you think about running a marathon and you think, all I have to do is walk a mile to start my training. I just have to see how my body responds when I walk a mile. And when you give your brain something much more concrete, clear, and doable to think about, the overwhelm dissipates. Because really, no matter what you end up thinking, the first step is always just to walk a mile. That first step never changes. But when you're thinking about the whole of all the training versus the first step, the emotional experience around running a marathon is very different. So giving your brain some guidance around specific points allows it to steer away from overwhelm. So if you are looking at your life and you feel overwhelmed, it's likely because you are looking at everything as a whole. And what I want you to consider doing in this situation is breaking it down to what is on my to-do list and what is the very next task that I am going to do. So as you can probably tell based on how I'm talking, the answer to overwhelm is to teach your brain. The answer to overwhelm is to make conscious decisions. The answer is to constrain as opposed to look at everything as a whole. The answer is to manage the thoughts that are running wild. And the answer is to believe that you are in charge. 
whenever your brain offers you the thought, I don't know what to do, I can't do it, it's too much, I suggest you stop believing that lie. That's just a story, an optional story, a made-up story that your brain is offering, and I want you to stop believing it because it's a lie. If you ask yourself what you think the next step is, you can always come up with an answer. The answer to overwhelm is to just do something, which might go completely against what you think the answer is. You think the answer is to take a break, to step back, to relax a little bit. And I think that the answer is to do the opposite. It's to plan. It's to do more. It's to teach your brain. Because like I said in the beginning, overwhelm doesn't lead to us creating results we want. If we have a very full inbox and we want to clean it out and to manage our organization and our time at our job, then taking a break isn't going to achieve that. Now, I'm not saying to neglect self-care, but oftentimes we indulge in overwhelm and we indulge in this idea that not taking action is the best thing for us. And I don't think that's the truth. I think sometimes we have to have an honest conversation with ourselves and a very compassionate conversation with ourselves to say, hey, I see you, friend, in this conversation with yourself, and I see that you're feeling overwhelmed. Let's do one thing. Let's do something to start to work toward the end result we want. I think of my Saturdays when I clean my whole house. And if I think about it as a whole, then of course I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I can't clean every inch of the baseboards and every inch of the walls and all of the kitchen and bathrooms and bedrooms and vacuum. And, you know, like you can, it just gets so overwhelming, (laughs) right? So every single Saturday, I watch this overwhelm come up in my brain. And every single Saturday, I say, just start with toilets. And then I do toilets. And then from there, I do the sinks. And then from there, I do the mirrors. And then from there, I vacuum. And when I give myself a doable, simple task to start with, it becomes so much less overwhelming. But the truth is, I would have already started with toilets anyway. I'm just reminding my brain of that truth. I don't have to clean the whole house all at once. In fact, it's impossible to do it all at once because you can't. You can only do one thing at a time. We also can do ourselves a favor by limiting options where it makes sense to limit options. We have so many things in our lives that the options are continuing to increase and it's amazing. I think of Amazon, I think of Netflix, I think of the restaurants that we have access to that we can eat at at any hour of the day. There are so many things that are the best part of living in this day and age that we have so many options. However, I think there are other areas of our life that we have a lot of options that it doesn't necessarily serve us. So in that regard, limiting our options in the areas where it makes sense can be a huge gift to give ourselves because it gives our brain less opportunity to have thoughts. (laughs) It gives our brain fewer things to have thoughts about. I think about areas that I constrain to a very simple set of options. For example, I don't drink soda or alcohol. I made that decision a long time ago. And no matter where I am, whether it's a restaurant or out with friends or family, I always know that I'm not going to drink soda and I'm not going to drink alcohol. And so my brain isn't constantly spending time wondering, what am I going to drink? What sounds good? I want to make sure I make the right decision. Because I've just decided ahead of time that I constrain to water only at all times forever. 
it gives my brain one less thing to think about. I also constrain (laughs) to where I only watch one show at a time. So if I am watching TV in any capacity, it is one show. I don't jump around from different shows. I just watch one show at a time. So then if I ever have free time and want to watch a show, I know what I'm going to watch. And I know that might sound like a dumb example, but every little thing counts in giving your brain every opportunity to have a bit of a rest from all of the options that it is presented with. So where you can, I suggest constraining. Finding somewhere that you can limit your options will alleviate some of the chatter that your brain is experiencing. My friends, overwhelm is not a reflection of your life. It's not a reflection of everything on your to-do list. It's not a reflection of everything you have to do. It's just a reflection of your brain that needs some guidance and some TLC and saying, hey, I hear you. We're going to think differently about this. We're going to make conscious decisions. We're going to plan a little bit better. We are going to constrain where we can. We are going to stop listening to this lie of I don't know. We're not going to let these thoughts just run around wild. Overwhelm is simply an emotion we experience because of a thought we are thinking. And that is the best news because we have all of the authority to change that and to manage it. So I hope that is helpful. I hope this has given you some insight into overwhelm. I love you all. I will talk to you soon. Thank you.